There's an old expression that goes a little like this. Behind every decision that human beings make, and we can relate this to a higher level uh, government, because what is a government is a collection of people. Behind every decision, there are usually two reasons. Reason number one is what is put out there because it sounds good and makes you or an association look good to other people. And reason number two is the truth. So today we're going to talk about yet again another leaked document tongue-in-cheek there because we keep seeing these leaked documents coming out all the time now. But this one, I think, somewhat is true. There is some truth behind it because the government originally fiercely denied that this document was true. Um, they came up with all these you know, news articles saying that it was fake news and, and everything else. But just this week, they have actually done a U-turn on this document and said, actually, this document is true. And that's pretty worrying. And they've had a lot of time to spin it now, which of course they have done. So you're probably wondering what I'm talking about today. Well, this is something that will affect everyone around the world to some extent, but on somewhat different levels. So uh, let me rephrase that. Some countries will not be affected directly, but they may be affected indirectly. So what I'm talking about today is something that I've covered in depth on previous videos, and that is farming and the new policies around farming. And I often have people say to me, Neil, I'm not interested in farming. I mean, it doesn't affect me. Really? Where do you think the food comes from that ends up on your plate at dinner time, lunchtime, breakfast time? And most people will never really think, where that food is grown. The second largest food grower in the world is the Netherlands by far. And yet they are a very small country, a very efficient farming community. Now, we talked previously about these new legislation and how the Netherlands is, is really the test case to see how the farmers would react to the destruction of their farms and all of these new permits that they have to get in order to even do any kind of expansion. So what we're seeing is flock numbers and livestock and, and hectares being reduced dramatically in order to meet these targets. Now, what really surprised me about this document that's come out was that the reduction needs to be so severe, and we're talking between 80 to 90% reduction in nitrogen. They've, they've replaced the word methane now with nitrogen emissions. We need to reduce the amount of nitrogen. Uh, isn't, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but isn't nitrogen 78% of what makes up air? Um, it's been a while since my school days of science class, but I know it's somewhere around that region. What they're saying is this needs to be reduced dramatically. And the Netherlands is the test case. So it's somewhere in the region of 80 to 90 percent by 2030. What does that mean then? Well, it means that there is a target that exists right now to actually reduce the number of farms in the Netherlands by 3000. Now, here's the other thing that most people don't think of. When you think of a farm, most people often think of what maybe we'd call your typical American, USA, little homestead type farm, or maybe it's a couple of fields. That's not what we're talking about with the Netherlands. The Netherlands has very, very large 
farms. And they are also extremely efficient in how they grow their crops, um, whether that's on the land or whether that's in greenhouses, predominantly it's the greenhouses, extremely, extremely efficient. So there is a target and currently it's a voluntary target, but the document is very clear and it outlines how if the farmers don't do this voluntary, by early 2023, a compulsory purchase order will be issued on the farmers to remove 3,000 farms because as this whole case study, which of course, whenever you look at a case study, you've always got to look at who funded the case study and who those associations are with and, and what is the agenda here. That's what I always look for. What is the incentive? What is the agenda? Who's being paid to provide the evidence that supports the claim they're trying to make? Now, let me get to the point. The key thing that it was most worrying in this report was that by 2030, they talked about having to potentially reduce the farmland or the amount of farmers by 11,200. And I thought, that's interesting because I wonder how many farmers there are in the Netherlands. I thought maybe perhaps as much as 15,000. That's what I had in my mind. I thought it can't be because that would be almost all of the farmers. So let's go over to the shared screen here. I wanted to go on to Statista, which is a very reliable website. And here's what it says. The number of arable farms in the Netherlands from 2008 to 2021. So here is the information, 2021. How many does that say? Let me just zoom in here, just so we can be completely clear. And that says 11,189. So then that had me scratching my head somewhat. How on earth could they reduce the number of farmers by 11,200 when there's only 11,200 farmers right now in the Netherlands? That doesn't mean a reduction of 80 to 90%. That means potentially a reduction of 100% of farmers, which makes absolutely no sense. And I still kind of doubt the report and some of these numbers because and you know my favorite word, baffled. It has baffled me how these numbers and these reports could come out. How could they get these, how, how could the government get these numbers so wrong and say that potentially we're looking at a reduction of 11,200 farms by 2030? That means all the farms. So the next thing I started to look into was well, these compulsory purchases and what they're offering voluntarily, what are they actually paying? and it was over and above the value of the farm. So we're not talking that they're gonna offer them 100% of the value here. We're talking 120, 130% of the value. The, the, the figures differ somewhat. And then you've got to ask, well, where's that money coming from? Why would the government be doing that? It doesn't really make much sense. So I started to look into the map, the region where these farms were that they want to predominantly reduce at the outset. And you probably won't be surprised by this, but these farms are in key strategic areas, which is going to, I'm going to come on to this in another video because we won't have time to cover it today. And it is uh, somewhat dystopian. A lot of people call it utopian in terms of what they want to build on this farmland. So when you start putting the, the pieces together, and you know, because it's a fact, this isn't a you know conspiracy, it's a fact, this document has been put out as to what they want to build on that land. You start to say, okay, 
okay, now I get it. And then you start to ask, well, is this really just a smokescreen then? And if you know me quite well, you'll know that I like to really look into things deeply. And I think the answer is yes, it is a smokescreen. It's quite clear to me that they want to buy this land from the farmers and then they want to bulldoze it in order to make way for what they want to build next. And again, I will make that in a, in a future video. So how did all of this start then? Well, it actually began in 2019, which is the same year that a lot of this stuff actually started. So many things happened in 2019, all at the same time throughout all these different industries and, and sectors. So there was a, a report that was put out by the EU, so the European Union, that said that the Netherlands was breaking EU law as a country and that they had to fall in line very quickly or they would lose a lot of perks and there's fines and all sorts of other things. So in response to this, the government, the Dutch government, uh, unveiled a 25 billion euro package in order to go out and buy this farmland from the farmers in order to reduce all of these emissions dramatically. Now, I've read that study, as many of you will have read that study. And again, it's the same thing every time. There is scientists and experts that have obviously been paid to provide their evidence, but it's always one-sided. There is no case study or risk assessment, risk analysis of what will happen when you destroy that much food from the global su uh, supply. When you remove all of that food from the second largest food grower and exporter in the world, it's as if they're completely just pushing it under the, the rug and only focusing on these um, nitrogen and, and other um, CO2 based targets. And the other reason that I knew this was a, somewhat of a smokescreen is because as I went through that report, as many of you have already gone through that report, I noticed that they were really singling out the farmers as if they were picking on them or bullying the farmers. Why? Because they're small, independent, family farmers, a lot of them, versus where was the industry? Where were some of these big companies? Where were some of these huge polluters that exist in the Netherlands, energy companies and the like? They weren't included in, the, in this report. Why? I think it's quite obvious because they can afford to lobby the government and, hey, shh, don't put us in the, the report, you know, wink, wink, keep us out of that. But the farmers are, are not, they're not like that. They don't go lobbying uh, individually. Perhaps there's, there's large-scale lobbying as a, as a group, which I'm sure there is, there, it exists everywhere. But because the farmers are not going out in the same way, they were just an easy target. But again, it does worry me around the food production. But I, I won't pass a comment on that uh, here on this platform. I did once before, got my video banned. So I won't say anything on uh, some of the other reasons they could be attacking food production. And I actually listened uh, quite recently to a Dutch politician. And he was talking about how these farmers are also being driven out of business. So they're being attacked from all these different angles. And he said, that there was a tax on the nitrogen that they were pumping into the, the greenhouse. And he says, you're telling us to reduce nitrogen emission, yet nitrogen is what is needed to grow crops and plants. And the farmers are taking nitrogen, they're pumping it into the greenhouses, and they're getting fined or heavily taxed for doing so. And 
you listen to arguments like that and then you listen to the counter arguments and you've got logic versus just absolute nonsense here. It made no sense. It was just political speech going around in circles, talking about emission targets and everything else. He's saying, no, no, I, I get it. I get it. But, and he says it again and the person comes back and says all this stuff again. It's as if you've got logic. It's like this person is running some sort of a computer software, as it were, where they're just, they can't quite grasp the logic and they just keep talking and talking about um, these targets and EU law and, and everything else without having any sort of free thinking analytical ability. Now, the other thing that's quite fascinating about Netherlands and how they actually grow things is that to grow, and think about a kilo of tomatoes or tomatoes for my American friends, just one kilo. Well, the Netherlands uses on average four liters of water to grow one kilo of tomatoes or tomatoes. Now you compare this to the global average, which is more than 200 liters. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think it's somewhere around 215 liters to grow one kilo of these tomatoes. So this is the other thing that doesn't make sense. You've got this incredible efficiency, which enables these farmers to grow all of this food that probably feeds you, or um, if it doesn't, then it feeds a lot of my subscribers. So you destroy these farms to make way for what they want to build. To replace those farms elsewhere, you're not gonna just need one farm to replace it somewhere else in the world. You're probably gonna need um, a, a huge amount more farms to match this efficiency. Because remember how technology advances. You don't just wake up one day. It's always funny when I watch these sort of archeological programs where they say, oh, this, uh, you know, this was built X amount of thousand years ago by hunter-gatherers. They just woke up one day and, um, you know, they decided to build this, this massive monument and we still don't know how they built it today. It always makes me laugh when, you know, you hear these sort of things because they kind of just assume, you know, our, our illustrious leaders, they kind of just assume that the knowledge is going to get transferred, the technology will just be, will be there and people will figure out how they're going to grow in the same way that Dutch farmers grow. It's not going to happen. There just doesn't seem to be a transition plan in place. Now you look at the cost of energy, which is going up dramatically in the Western world, therefore driving down living standards, which again, we've talked about previously and what I believe is going on there. You also have supply chain breakdown, so it's getting harder to transport goods and get them to supermarkets and, and tables. The supply chain is getting extended and, and more expensive. Food inflation has gone up dramatically. We also have lower crop yields, most of which is being blamed on climate change, but we know for a fact a lot of it is to do with solar output as well that's affecting crop yields. We know that this year or the last year as well, a lot of countries lost huge amounts of their farmlands. There was um, huge amounts of flooding, huge amount of drought in other places as well. So we know that yields are down. We know that food has been lost. So it seems very irresponsible in my mind for all of these, and it doesn't just exist in the Netherlands, it exists in other places. I'm just focusing today on the Netherlands because it is where I believe they are doing this transition plan. This is the test case. 
a bit like how I said Sri Lanka was the test case and it would fail miserably and it would probably collapse as a state. What happened? It failed miserably and Sri Lanka collapsed as a state. And so ladies and gentlemen, now you understand why the Dutch farmers have been protesting and you also understand why the revolution will not be televised and why you haven't seen any of these protests or, or any of this in the mainstream media. You've seen very tiny pockets, which has obviously been spun a certain way to say that the farmers are the enemy. They are the extremists causing all of the problems. When actually now you know the truth, you know what's happening. And also what happened in October, which was, I wouldn't say the catalyst for the, the protest because the protests were already going on, but there was a government mediator and I'm not sure exactly who they mediate between, uh, whether it's between the government and the farmers or the government of the Netherlands and the EU, but this mediator said that they had to confiscate 600 farms immediately, or at least compulsory purchase order or voluntary purchase. So of course, this again erupted in more protests. And if you look at the amount of protests we have right now, and then you add on even more farms, another 3,000 by early 2023, and then you look at 11,200 by 2030. It's only a matter of time until all the, the Dutch farmers realize what's actually going on here and that eventually they could all just disappear from this, this area where they have very good farmland and growing conditions, but that isn't where the government wants them to be. They want them to relocate. So you're probably wondering then why? Why doesn't the government want them there? Well, the reason behind that is stranger than fiction and I will get into it on another video for another day. Uh, I just want to say as we wrap up here, thank you so much for everyone who's taken my finance course over the last few days. I am leaving it open. Today is the last day because a lot of people said today's payday for me. So I'm leaving it open one more day for the finance course. You can see the link below in the description. Thank you so much for watching today. Really appreciate all of you as subscribers here. Take care. God bless you and your family and I will see you tomorrow.